You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Appreciate you being with us today. Well, don't take me for granted is the topic of our podcast today. And we are applying this statement to the relationships we have with our clients and customers. What are some of the keys to maintaining long-term relationships with customers? You'll find that the keys are not too different than those found in other areas of your life with other relationships. Well, Heidi Bird's with me today to assist in discussing this important topic. Welcome back, and how are you doing, Heidi? Thanks, Klauser. Um, Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Fall's a busy time, so it's always great. Mm -hmm. Working on anything interesting these days? Yep, I've got a big deadline happening, so I've been working on that particular... Actually, three projects are wrapping up, so working on some big stuff, but it, yeah. it feels good to get them all done. Yeah, you, you work with some interesting uh, clients and some industries. I do, yep. Yep, across industries. Yeah, well, in uh, working with your clients uh, that have been with your company for a while, what initial thoughts do you have uh, you know, on the topic today? Yeah, I think you know a lot of the work that I do um, is custom uh, customized, but it's at the end of the day, it's research. And so, um, you know, there are templates and there are ways of going about doing business, but at the same time, if you don't know your customer's business and you don't know them on a personal level at, to some degree, um, you know, your chances of you getting repeat business or having them come back to you all the time, is pretty slim because there's a lot of different places and arenas to get different services. So, differentiating yourself within the, you know, industry is important mm-hmm. to know kind of what, you know, you've had a, a very vast career. So what type of, you know, what have you found to be critical in maintaining customers over the course of your career? Well, I've uh, put a few thoughts together and uh, the keys I've come up uh, that's worked well for me uh, in my businesses and, and working with uh you know, clients, uh, the, the number one thing would be, I would say would be customers or clients, let's call them customers going forward. Okay. So we don't keep interchanging that those words. We'll call them customers, uh, customers, uh, whether single member owners or larger corporations appreciate being treated, you know, as anyone else does, uh, in life with, you know, with respect and some, some acknowledgement of why the relationship exists. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. Um, Making sure that, you know, it's almost sort of like a friendship where you've got to treat them with lots of respect, you know, emailing them at proper times. So no crazy emails on the weekends, hopefully, you know, uh, making sure that, you know, everything is, you, you know, you treat them very well. And you always say things like, hey, thank you. I really appreciate your business. And you always greet them well. I mean, whether sending emails or meeting them in person, right? Yeah, and I think that uh, what I've seen, um, you know, especially in the world we live in today, maybe it was this way all along and I just didn't see it, but it just seems like with the, um, you know, the way we communicate, social media, emails or whatever, it seems like sometimes the we get it backwards. Like, uh, you know, we're here for them. Uh, I mean, is the right way to look at it instead of, hey, hey, well, they're they're here for us. I mean, you know, it wasn't for us, you know, they couldn't get done. Well, the fact of the matter is, yes, they would because uh, they have another choice, <laughs> you know, choice in the matter. So to your point, 
is it's just like uh, you know even marriage. You know, for a marriage to work, you know, it's got to be you know uh, you know mutual respect on you know both sides of the uh, you know in sure. the relationship. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second thought I had was uh, they are your customer because somewhere along the line you or your company met a need of theirs. Is that same attitude and service to meet that need still with you today? I mean, are you fighting just as hard as you were then to keep, to prove to your uh, customer that you want their business and maybe need their business, and uh, you know you you'll still go to great lengths to satisfy that uh, service need, whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, obviously there can be some complacency there, right? Where you win this great contract, and especially if it's a multiple-year contract, you can say, great, this is wonderful. And then you kind of put it on autopilot for a while, just thinking, oh, yeah, we got this. It's coming in. It looks great month to month. We're working through everything. We're doing all of that. But if you're not checking in with them, how do you know if you're doing a good job and is that really the right way to approach it? Or, you know, how often do you need to re-ask them about their needs? Mm-hmm. Well, and how often are you uh, revisiting that? I've got a, another point that speaks to that in just a minute, but, uh, another uh, third thing I had, uh, is people like doing business with those they like and feel some connectivity with. This might be the reason you want to work to begin with is the, they liked you, they liked your personality, or they like, uh, you know, for larger companies, they liked the way your company went about uh, approaching them. And, you know, maybe you had the solutions in a format uh, and presented in such a way that, you know, they just felt comfortable uh, moving ahead with you. But I would still say even a larger company, someone liked someone in management there or someone who was responsible for that account and was uh, probably how they got engaged. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been involved in many um, sales trips where um, we know exactly who is bidding on the same project, which is a little bit awkward sometimes if you know exactly the people that you're up against or your competition. But these would be for really big, large jobs with huge companies that service America today. So I have been in that situation. You know your competition. Um, So again, it's a little bit I think that they choose, even if you can provide a methodology or whatever it is, whatever you're providing to them, if it's exactly the same, it's how you're going to deliver it and what that end deliverable looks like um, and making sure that you can do the best job. But also, you know, there's a reason why they have us do this in person, and that is They need to like your personality. They need to understand that if they pick up the phone and need to call someone, exactly who is the face and the person who's answering that call. So um, even though a lot of the work that may be done today is online in some respects, it doesn't really matter still uh, industry-specific or not. Um, people need to know exactly who they're shaking the hands with when they make that contract. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a human being and not, uh, you know, something else. And that was a, just a follow-up to that, too, was, you know, I've always worked hard to find some way to build a relationship uh, with a commonality with the customer or, you know, the, the uh, hopeful customer. And uh, the decision the decision maker, uh, and actually, the, you know, when, when I was out in the field, uh, the sale would always come second, you know, uh, because I learned that uh, 
that you know you, prior to the sale you had to develop that relationship first uh, again because you know people feel people will do business even you, you know your price your price may be high and or maybe your service uh, stinks in some areas but if someone likes you they're probably going to give you an opportunity to uh, you know to do business with them or prove yourself a little bit yeah yeah versus versus those who come in and just uh, are demanding or just you know you got to do you know you just got to do business with us we're the best we're the you know and uh, and it just doesn't work that way yeah. I don't know anybody who hires the jerk first <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs> yeah okay, okay. <laughs> They're probably not listening. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, continue to keep your commitments and be transparent is my fourth one. Honesty and open communications is always the best policy to have with anyone in life. Yeah, no, this is this is true. Um, and this goes on so many levels. So we're all human. We're <laughs> completely fallible in multiple ways. And sometimes... We don't always get it right the first time or something breaks down in operations or there's some type of thing where, you know, something goes wrong. I know I've had moments where a couple of numbers have been off here or there uh, in terms of some studies. And um, it's really good to have open lines of communication with people so that they know that you're doing your best but also, if you're up front with them and they don't find it first, if you say, hey, by the way, we met like a couple of these slides are we're still working on them. But here's the initial thoughts. We're not exactly sure. Or, hey, by the way, we know that what we just sent you kind of screwed up on this analysis. We're reworking it. We'll get right back to you. I can't tell you how many clients love or customers love that approach over trying to slip it under the radar. Mm hmm. Well, it's back to transparency. Exactly. And, and honesty. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you try and do something like that and you're not sort of, you know, open to saying, hey, you know, this changed and we didn't account for this or even on pricing certain things like, hey, we had to go way over because the scope changed. We needed to do this. I used to hate talking about like having to charge customers more because of certain things, even though they changed the scope of the project. And I don't have a problem with that anymore, <laughs> number one, because I know it costs a lot of time and energy. But two, it's if you have a great relationship that you've built with customers, then you shouldn't have a problem at least discussing or bringing up all these types of conversations. Yeah, and, and you would hope that the uh, the reverse is true, that they're open and honest with you instead of, in that case, you're given an example of, of trying to take advantage of something or uh, do that. Uh, scope creep as they call it and get more out of the project than what was initially yeah. agreed upon yeah that's good hey well how you treat your customers very important are they a customer number in your accounting software or are they a business partner i hope your answer is business partner do your employees know that your business partner pays your payroll and overhead and as important does your customer sense that your employees understand this yeah this is a great one um so uh, every project that I have ever worked on, well, not every, I will say the majority of projects I've worked on always have project numbers. So whether it be for accounting purposes or whatever, everyone's got a project number. A long time ago, about maybe actually not that long ago, which scares me, um, five to six years ago, it became really important to 
make sure that I, for one, stopped calling people clients or customers in any email correspondence internally. The reason why I did this was that it makes it more human. So if I... What'd you call them? By their names. Okay. So, you know, it's things like, hey, Rachel and David need this by Close of Business Friday. By making it personable, if I'm responsible for a certain project or for moving things forward, I make it personal to me, to them, and that the people who are working with me on a team or for me, they know that this is a personal deal. Like, we're in this together, and I name my project people by name because their butts are also on the line. So at the end of the day, it's the Rachels and the Davids of the world who are out there trying to impress their bosses or do what they need to do to get by. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it certainly does. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a great because, it, again, it's that human touch and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, just it goes, in, it goes, to go again, goes to show again that you're genuinely interested in them instead of... Uh, you know, uh, being, you know, their, their work might be a project, but they are not a project. Yeah. They're not a project number. So absolutely. While in accounting, they've got, you know, project numbers, they're, what they're doing is live and it's meaningful to them and they need to get it done. So now I expect every single person on any of my project teams to call them by their names rather than, Oh, the customer needs this. Mm-hmm. No, it's you tell tell me who their names are, and then I'll respond to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks for that. Uh, next up on my list is your customer's business is apt to change. Doesn't yours? What is your process to keep up to date with them so you can stay on top of meeting their needs? Do you go meet with your clients and or customers? We, uh, I'm, I promised I it's customer from here on out. Uh, but anyway, uh, sorry about that. But okay. uh, but do, do you know what's happening in your customer's business? Because if you don't, they may be going in a direction that you need to be aware of, or you're going to probably most likely have uh, service failures coming up. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, how do you do that? So I think different businesses have different ideas about who – or how often they visit their customers. Um, And I think a lot of the research um, or the outreach that we do and some of the research into our client, our customer businesses are literally kind of staying on top of things. So stay on top of trends within their industry, like know what's happening. So if we get the call from them, we kind of at least have some sort of point of view about what they're doing. And then just making sure we get on calls with them every now and again, saying, hey, how are things going? What's business like? What's going on? Um, Their needs are always going to change. I don't think we do that enough in my business. And I know, though, that we get a lot of, when we do sales calls, that's one of the things we always ask. Hey, where do you stand? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah, how often do you share what's going on uh, with your company? Because the reverse is true, too. Your your customer should know that if there's changes uh, in your operation, maybe a change in direction your company's going, change in key management, uh, maybe that person who won the business and they're accustomed to working with is, uh, you know, exiting or has exited and they're not aware of that. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think good relationships are always, like we were talking about before, it's honesty, but also 
keeping on top of things that way there's no shock when all of a sudden there's some sort of like panic need for something and then everyone says oh well so-and-so's left and so-and-so's left and so there's a vacuum of you know just sort of people who and then all of a sudden that really breaks down the trust very quickly yeah, I got, I got a question for you, uh, sidebar here, so uh, you're in the research industry. How, in your research, how do you, how do you uh, what, what kind of questions or process do you use to find out if a customer is really satisfied with the supplier or maybe is just satisfied? And what can, what can be the difference with that, with one being totally satisfied versus just I'm satisfied? So most of the places that I've worked, we always do um, reach out to them and ask how satisfied they are. And I think today most of the measurement is not only just how satisfied, because that's something that they'll write back into HR and say, oh, we're very satisfied, you know, such and such did a great job. But when you ask them how likely are you to recommend this particular business for future business. So in other words, if your reputation was on the line and you had to, you know, recommend that business to a friend or a family member, that actually is kind of the more pure test. That holds more weight. Yeah, because it's not like you're coming back and saying, oh, yeah, we're really satisfied. But what does that really mean? Would you, Mm -hmm. by satisfaction, that's one thing. But the separate measure of likelihood to recommend, I think, is more important. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks for that. Uh, hey, so uh, how do you reward or say thank you to your customers for their continued business and longevity? Do you have any special pricing structures maybe or some sort of industry recognition? Have you taken them to dinner? Just a simple thing to do. And if you can't do that, any of those above three things, four things, how about picking up the phone and telling them directly how much you appreciate them? That's a really great question. Um, I would love our listeners to, or your listeners, to call in <laughs> and say, yes, um, we do this or we do that for appreciation of our customers because I don't think that people do this enough, um, especially if you're not in a particular industry. So if you are across industries, it's hard to have one dinner you know, recognizing clients. Um, I know that my business, um, the company that I work for, celebrated a big work anniversary. So we had cross-industry people who um, were our uh, customers, and they came in, and I got to meet a bunch of them, long-term customers, and got to ask them kind of why they've been long-term customers. That was a really unique opportunity. But on a regular basis, we don't really do this enough, and I would love to know if there are companies out there, how they're recommending that you recognize, you know, the people who, you know, bring you business. That's important. Yeah. How do you do it? Or, I mean, do you know of good practices in your business, Clauser? Well, um, certainly tried to entertain as many people as I could. Um, we do, you know, do special things, um, you know, uh, our own, uh, award you know if our if the industry doesn't have an award you know you make you know you can do you know you can do your own and uh or you know you, you know do something for the employees uh, you know, and i realize that some companies especially maybe larger companies have certain uh policies against or 
what what employees can be allowed to accept. So you got to be careful there. But um, no, you know, there's just a lot of you know a lot of special things. You know, uh, you know, some in the past, you know, taking on golf trips or whatever when I could. But again, that's back to a lot of that's back to you know finding some commonality with uh, you know who the main contact you're working with is. And you know, if it's a situation where and and it is, I mean, this would be probably true at all places it's it's just more than one person it's a group of people it's a staff of people it's a company and sometimes uh might be difficult to do individual things because of that but that doesn't mean you know hey you know run a run an ad in your local business journal and just say you know put something in there that you know says how much we appreciate them or put something on your website and uh, be sure that you, uh, if you're affiliated with, uh, say, parent corporations or, you know, large, uh, other large customers or vendors, you know, it, it, let them know, too, how much you appreciate somebody because they, they'll, they'll like that. I know, I know they will. That's a really, I'll just tack on to that um, because you mentioned this. I always forget about this one, but it's really easy to do. Picking up the phone at the end of something, you know, whether it's for, in my case, the end of one particular project or perhaps one particular big thing that you've done with a particular, you know, customer, picking up the phone and just saying, hey, really appreciate your business. Let me know if there's anything you need. That may go a long way. Um, I, I know that it's, you know, kind of like you're wrapping up things and everything. Emails can get lost, but maybe the human touch of like picking up the phone isn't a bad idea. So you just gave me a good idea yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, it's the human again. Again, it's that human touch. I think, and it's the it's the fact. You know, people like recognition. I mean, we all do. And if you're sitting there saying to yourself, "I don't," well, then you're not being honest because I do. I know Heidi does, and everybody that I'm come in contact with likes likes recognition in one form or another. So you know. Uh, like we said, if you can't do some things, just pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, really appreciate your business. Appreciate you sticking with us. You know, hey, it's been, you know, who knows? could be 20 years or it might be three years. And three years for some companies might be a long time to have their business, you know, in today's world. So, you know, lo- loyalty and, uh, you know, goes a, you know, goes a long, long way with people. Hey, well, uh, the last one I had is genuinely stay in touch with them, with your customers. Staying in touch should not be a project. You know, don't take it on as a project. Well, I've got to, you know, put that on my calendar to call Bill or whoever. You, you probably need to do that as a reminder, but don't make it a project. It should be something that's coming out of your leadership heart, and it's in your DNA. And I'd say if it's not, then be, begin making it a part of what you do and who you are. And you, you for some, that may take learning to do that. Others, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've always felt that I just naturally had that ability to do that, but for others, it may take it may take you learning, and you may have a personality that uh, you know that you're kind of adverse to reaching out and whatever. It's not that you're a bad person or or a bad business person. It's just maybe you're uh, not as outgoing as Clouser is. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, however, I think if they're a customer of yours, then you should feel good about reaching out to them generally, Uh, no matter what, you know, maybe rocky road you've had along the way. I think reaching out and staying in touch with them all along the way is not only valid, I think it's really good. Um, 
I also, you know, you made me think of something that in business development and outreach in general, once you make that a project, that usually doesn't go well either in my experience. So all I can say to that is maybe actually having more of a human touch when you're doing outreach in general for new business, maybe you should think of these same principles that way. Right. Well, you know, and uh, one this I know too is you do this once, you'll do it twice. Once you've done it twice, you're going to do it multiple times. I'm talking about not only to the same customer, but to all your customers. Because once you see the results of reaching out and what that means to your customer, you're going to realize all your customers want that. And it's just, uh, you know, just a good, good, uh, we had a podcast on habits, you know, not too long ago. It's a good habit to build, reaching out genuinely to your customers. Hey, well, the Clouser Coda for the day's podcast is maintaining long-term relationships are important and can be done with applying basic life principles, respect, communications, attention, and appreciation. Well, we hope this podcast can help you with your customers and that it might encourage you to look at the relationships you have with your customers differently. If you're already doing these things, then congratulations and be sure to encourage others to do the same. If you have a story you'd like to share about how you maintain longstanding customer relationships, please share them on our website at clouseronbusiness.com. There's a place where you can leave comments. Remind your friends that they can find our podcast on TuneIn, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher Radio, and always at clouseronbusiness.com. Hey, well, thanks to Heidi for your input today. Uh, Some great insights there. Appreciate it very much. We're out of time for today. All for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business.